T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Hey, welcome back. It's Hardline here on News Radio 930 WBEM. A few technical issues. Um, we haven't figured them out, but we can get around it for the first segment. You know, I like being, I like making sure the audience knows what's going on. Because there's nothing worse than when you're listening to a show or watching a program and they're having technical issues and they're trying to pretend that they don't. I mean, that would just not be fair. So I want to be uh, honest with you guys. Technical issues, but we'll still get the show on. It is Hardline. My name's Joe Beamer. Great to be with you on this Sunday morning, and great to have our first guest, Erie County Legislator Gene Vinyl. Sorry about that. We're, we're still working things out. Gene, good morning. Good morning. Um, now, we had the State of the County uh, this week, where um, Erie County Executive Mark Pullencars, you know, addressed uh, some things that are going to be addressed, and I want to get to that, but first, I want your opinion on the Bills stadium deal from a county perspective? Well, I think from the uh, county expense perspective, it's a good deal in a sense. Um, I am probably one of the few people that was prepared to vote against it if it wasn't a good deal, um, even though my husband and my two sons might have killed me as a result of it. But um, the thing that I liked about it was that um, that the county share uh, is dated at 18% of the total cost. That's a somewhat inflated total cost, I think, because part of it is a small part of it is um, like naming rights to be able to use those and so forth, which are imputed costs. But taking the 18%, um, that part I loved. I love the fact that the uh, bills they have a 30-year um, agreement to stay. Um, I also love the fact that um, Pullman Cars negotiated that any overages would be borne by the team, by the Pugulas, rather than the county. And that can be a big difference. Although, on the other hand, they also have the benefit if it's under cost, they get that benefit and the county doesn't. So it does fix the county's cost. And I um, and I also like the fact that, and I, frankly, I was surprised by the um, idea of sending it to, sell, transferring the ownership to the uh, state but I think it's a great um, for the county overall because of the fact that uh, it's already off the tax rolls and it's costing like seven, almost $7 million a year just in the game day kind of expenses and um, also costing the county and insurance on the property insurance, which we are self-insured otherwise, also costing the county on the maintenance, which has been really high when I've looked back in budgets. So it's a savings over the time period of way more than that $250 million. So for those reasons, I thought it was good. And I also love the fact that um, it can be used for other sports, not just football, but also for soccer. And 
they're saying that they're going to get some friendly league, you know, international leagues because so many young people are really interested in soccer. So I think in the future, soccer is going to become bigger and bigger. Um, and I, there were, there were a lot of things about it that I liked. So I went, I really changed my, um, opinion from lukewarm to against it to very much in favor of it once I found out the details of it. No, and that the fact that it's going to be able to host soccer is something that always bothered me about the current stadium. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that is uh, that's going to happen. In your opinion, if this stadium deal didn't happen, or if it was if it was dragged out for another year, do you believe the Buffalo Bills were going to leave? Um. I mean, it's. I don't. I think it's sort of like negotiating with a terrorist. If you have an idea that you can't ever say no because they might leave, it's sort of like you know, do this or I'm going to shoot this dog kind of an argument of negotiation. So I didn't feel completely that way, but there was fear. Like one of my um, fellow legislators, who I'm you know close with and respect, he always brought up San Diego every time you know any question was raised to the about you know the fairness and um, before we knew the final details so I kept looking at him and say San Diego I know because he was always worried about we'd become a San Diego so I think I mean we are a small market let's face it and the NFL claims that they won't ever allow a Green Bay situation again where the because I was thinking why don't we just buy the team we're paying if if the state and and everyone is paying this much it's almost getting to the point of buying the the uh, team and then having that asset but they said that they would that would never go again. So I do think that there was. I, uh, Mark Lincar said afterwards, while he was informing us about the details, that you know Orlando was seriously um, considering buying the team, even though they have two teams in Florida. They thought they still had a market. So I do think that um, long term it could have been. I think the things that saved us were over the course of the last so many years that the the um, team or NFL or uh, Ralph Wilson. Um, put money into um, really going after the Ontario market, Southern Ontario market, very successfully. At the time of the last negotiation, already a third of the seats are bought by people from Ontario. That's as of the last negotiation, not this one. I don't know the exact total. They said it was about the same. And also by really spreading across New York State. I mean, we are New York State's only team technically, and uh, but really spreading east to Rochester and um, even up to Syracuse. And they're altogether like 46% of the season tickets were sold, even as of the last when we did that major renovation, were sold outside of Western New York, not County, Erie County, but all of the eight districts of eight counties of Western New York. So they did successfully really market these other regions. So I think that made it more secure for the bills. Um, But my worry, I don't know if this is your worry too, but my worry is that I'm worried about what are tickets prices going to be and what are the, um, what are those license fees going to be? And is it going to make it that we stretch out our regional market and only like the really rich can afford to go to the game? That's the one thing I was worried about that really isn't being, you know, uh, locked down as to what the amount of the tickets are going to be. I'm I, personally, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that the personal seat license um, keep ticket prices um, somewhat reasonable for the first few years of the new stadium. But We'll have to wait and see. And Gene, I wish you could still buy a team. You know, I wish it could still be where the community owns the team because I'm a, I'm a diehard Bills fan. But it's also pretty cool to be a, a Green Bay Packers owner. You know, it's just cool to have that certificate. Yeah, I would love that. Uh, and they have 
yeah, I'm with you on that. What do you think of the, before we get into the state of the county, you mentioned the personal seat license. Your opinion on that, because I'll, I'll give you mine. I, I want to know what you think. I, um, I look at it as a lot of public money going into the stadium. I thought that would kind of waive um, the need for personal seat license, but we hear it's going to happen. Again, a one-time fee. Uh, what's your opinion on personal seat license? Well, I think that if the, in answer to that question, like what I think on that is that we say like, okay, 18% is paid by the county. That is great. You know, it's better than what I expected. Although when I was congratulating polling cards, you said, I think that's kind of an insult. You don't think I was a good negotiator, which I thought kind of taking it the opposite way. But anyway, bottom line is, is that the state is putting in a hard number of, um, you know, a little over 40%. And it's listed that the team is putting in a hard number of under 40 million, or 40% rather. But it's really, they count towards that, the seat licensing. They count towards it all the the uh, little fees that are going to be paid and collected uh, to go towards it. So basically, um, and the, basically the fans are. I guess that's the way always in every business in some way that the the, the consumer actually pays the cost. But the the local the fans are paying that. So the only thing getting back to what we were talking about before that because so like almost half, more than half aren't from Erie County. That I do think it's like that it's sort of a user fee that that stadium is going to be the cost of the stadium 40% really is going to be borne by the users and ultimately the fans, um, not the fans that are at home watching. And, um, you know, like my husband always says that like the reason why we should have the bills is the, you know, that, that old expression, like a street decor, like the, the feeling of goodwill, the feeling as a community that draws us together, that we all love the bills. And even for watching it at home or watching it at a bar, we love the bills. We love to go, my husband or my one son was saying he went on a plane someplace. It wasn't even during the season. And he counted how many people on the Buffalo plane were wearing some item of Bill's paraphernalia in the winter. And it was like a huge percentage of the, including him, were wearing some kind of Bill's, you know, paraphernalia. Why? Because we love the Bills. So that is worth something. And so the people who love the Bills and watch at home aren't paying, but the people who are watching in the stands are going to be paying for, you know, a significant portion of that stadium. In, in when it's also that licensing is part of it. I I hope that it's true, like you're saying, that it's you know the seat licensing is going to be it's a one shot deal, and then therefore it'll make the seats less. But don't those owners want to get reimbursed for that that they paid? So if they sell it, they'll try to sell it to sell that license fee back. It, it'll be interesting. You know, you, you look around the league, you have personal seat license as low as you know a thousand dollars paid over the time that you have the seat, and then you have you know a Vegas situation where a personal seat license costs more than I think I made last year. Uh, <laughs> In Seattle, even like they, someone said that Seattle was like forty thousand for certain seat licenses. I don't know if that's if I have or if that's Los uh, Los Angeles Las Vegas instead, but I was shocked at the amount of seat licenses. Yeah, it, it it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. I know it's something it's something foreign to the area. It'll be interesting to uh, to see. And obviously, when that stuff is announced, we will get uh, we will get reaction on those numbers. Now, we also had the state of the county um, this week. And before I ask you what you uh, what you liked the most about it, the thing that stuck out to me, and maybe it's 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 a weird thing to stick out, but this is what stuck out to me was the um, the discussion of of Erie uh, Erie Community College and the fact that the college was close to being bankrupt. Uh, what do you think of the county's role, and what do you think should happen with ECC? Well, I think that we invest in community colleges to, number one, get people out of poverty. Number two is to move people into the middle class. 
And number three is to create, uh, a, like, for in, in, to attract employers by providing a trained workforce. And then fourth is to, um, you know, keep employers by providing a trained workforce. So it, I do think it's really important to have a community college. I think that we could do more. I'm fighting to get some um, additional funding towards marketing for ECC because I have four kids that are 19 to 25 in graduate school and college. So I'm like a recipient of, you know, constant marketing from other colleges, including community colleges, and not with ECC as much. So I'm fighting for that personally. But I do think that um, we have to um, think about getting – breaking down barriers for students to get there. Um, Amherst is trying to work something with ECC to use that campus for the community in the summer and then in exchange to invest into making it look more like a college and less like a high school. Um, so I, I do think that, I mean, the, 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 by law, the county has a financial obligation to pay um, a portion of that, you know, so that it, even though it's SUNY area now, it's not owned by the county, but it is um, the county's, I think it's 40%. I could be wrong about that exact figure, but I think we're supposed to be contributing 40% of the costs. Um, so I, I do think it's important to do that. And I think we got to, I am actually personally working as hard as I can on that by trying to encourage them to do specific programs. And I've been working a lot with the, um, the head of the, um, the foundation. Um, uh, and there's so many people really committed to it. I, I mean, the idea of spending um, 2.6 million, I think it was, for um, retirement incentives. Um, I do think that there's a natural hesitancy in government I've noticed over the last two years um, that isn't as much in the private sector about, um, you know, the, the, a discomfort towards, um, you know, staffing changes, you know, that they don't, that, that, I mean, I, just to speak, you know, frankly, I do think that there's sort of a discomfort about, like, de ever decreasing staff. There's a, no hesitancy on increasing staff, but it, even if there's sort of a need, either financially or a need in terms of performance, I, I have noticed that a little bit. But anyway, um, so I, I think that they are using that as an incentive, and uh, Mark Polentar says that it will save $6 million in costs every year. Um, but So it's a, it's a starting point, but, I mean, I – in a sense, wouldn't you rather have that money going to, you know, trying to get more students and break down barriers for students to, uh, they, you know, so that they can succeed and get through it to the, to the two years, you know, to replace high school, maybe that they didn't get the education in high school. But it, even still, though, I mean, getting back to it, if that's the way it has to be, um, I guess that's the way that, the, that it's done in government at this point, um, that they use, at, um, they use those incentives you know, to, to um, make change rather than uh, forcing anybody's hand at it. So, um, but anyway, it's, I, I mean, that's the way I, I look at it, that we need ECC. I mean, do you, we might not need all three campuses, but I do think we need, um, you know, ECC. And don't you feel that we need ECC as a continuing asset of the county? Oh, I, I don't disagree. I, I might want to look at, you know, uh, maybe decreasing the two campuses or one big campus. But no, I, I don't disagree uh, with that. Gene, you, with what was announced? You had the ECC announcement, the um, the expansion in the sewer plant, the countywide broadband network, which is something that I um, agree with the county executive 100 uh, percent. What did you like the most about the state of the county and what did you think needs more uh, addressing? Well, I did um, like the um, 
I mean, there's a lot of great programs. Um, I mean, Erie County, one thing I have learned in just the, you know, two plus years as being a legislator, I mean, Erie County really is the, the most progressive in a lot of things. The business programs that we've done, like with the pandemic, there were only, I think, four counties in the whole United States that gave any money to business and uh, to small businesses. And, you know, uh, we spearheaded that. So I do like that. Um, I mean, I'm hopeful about that storefront initiative program. Um, I'm also... Um, just in my own personal family, I'm happy on the library, no more fees. Um, I also like the um, respite, giving uh, it's a modest amount, but 350000 more to respite and recovery uh, for the short term. And that diverts people from going to ECMC for like a lockdown psychiatric situation, um, but they can't, you know, maybe be home at that point. So that is money very well spent and could be even more. Um, I like the um, the child care uh, they, this might be a little bit too detailed for your show, but like the childcare, it's such an, an outdated formula that they use that they, they took an average that back 20 years ago or whatever it was that the average kid was in childcare for five hours a day. So they only pay, no matter how long a child is there, if the person's getting subsidized, they only, they only get paid five hours, even if the child's there nine hours. I mean, to me, that's a crime right there, but they have. Second of all, is that that's when we didn't have like um, you know, uh, all these like other childcare options, you know, for universal pre-K and so forth. Because uh, my mother went after she sold her business, she went into daycare just as a worker and loved it. Went to ECC actually at 69 and got her degree in it. But um, so I know a little bit more than the average person about it from my mom. But um, who's gone now? But just as far as like the um, you know the, the changes of it. So now childcare is really much more younger kids who are there longer hours and you can only have like for little for babies, you can only have one two babies for one worker. So to pay a childcare like a small childcare center, most are women owned small businesses, to pay them five hours for a kid that's there nine hours when they have to pay I mean it's the more you work, the less you make because the more you lose. So he's putting something towards that. He asked like one line you might have noticed in his speech is that he's saying that he's asking the um the state to increase child care subsidies uh, by 20% in the next budget. But in the meantime, the county is going to make up that difference for those people. And I think it's the right thing to do. And I hope, and it's based on a study that the legislature found funded with um, Cornell at a very modest amount with like, like 15,000 or something, but, but Cornell paid for the lion's share and Maria White was instrumental in it. And they, um, to determine the actual costs, so that I kind of liked. The thing I wish that they would do more of, okay, is, frankly, is that I'm um, from, I'm representing Amherst, New York. I grew up in Buffalo, live in Amherst for 20-some years, and Amherst and Buffalo both, like, we fund our own police, all right? We have our own police force. We fund um, largely our own sewer. We fund largely our own water. We, you know, fund all of our youth programs, you know, um, Amherst does, and Yet Amherst pays more taxes than any other municipality, including Buffalo, in actual dollars, not per capita, but in actual dollars. So I think that more of the that there should be money uh, allocated towards towns such as Amherst, which is like Amherst, Chicawaga, Tonawanda, that pay for all we pay for our own police force at a top notch rate and pay for Marilla's and Clarence's and Alma's police force. So um, I do think that there should be more spreading to towns such as Amherst, 
um, and Buffalo, like for our sewer, um, they're, they're spending tons of money on the sewer, which I think is great, and that's the whole purpose of this extra money. But I think some of it, like Amherst is in desperate need of a uh, west uh, side interceptor, which causes tons of problems. And Amherst, for the um, money that we got from the rescue, on towns it was based exclusively on uh, poverty, not just like gross income, like say if you're like lower middle class or middle class, it was just based on the number of people who are actually in poverty. You see what I mean? Like the difference, not just like right. one, t- you know, so like Amherst got something like 14 million, okay? The city of Buffalo, which has twice as many people, you would, so if they got a pro rata, they would get 30 million, but they got 350 million. So they got about on a pro rata basis about 10 times. And the county, you know, got 189 million, which Mark was instrumental Mark Polencars was instrumental as part of the, you know, he's an officer of the national counties thing and in making the county one on a uh, population base, not on a poverty base. So the the compromise was that cities and towns would get it based on poverty and counties with Mark and a couple of other uh, people really pushing for it literally nationally uh, was based on population. So I do wish that there would be some more and I'm trying to get this. It's not that easy but there'd be some more allocation to towns to sort of um, look at more the overall part of wealth, not just like there's poverty and then there's like lower middle class and things like that. People who are, you know, working poor, lower middle class still have struggles. And, you know, to to sort of uh, patch that up, I wish some of it would go to that. So um, that's the one thing you might not have expected. But Gene, I I appreciate that. I appreciate you joining us on this uh, Sunday morning. Thank you so much, and uh, thanks for reaching out. I really appreciate trying to get um, you know all sides of an issue. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.